0: Monday Night Raw. Stay in the shadows to avoid the virus. Y'all know the rest. Alright. But that's how y'all know who the rest? Whatever. Y'all know who... Y'all know the rest. Hey, I know who's talking. God damn it. Early mornings. This shit is motherfucking crazy. I don't even care if you like my PG or not right now. God damn it. We about to talk about Monday Night Raw. The taped edition. I'm not gonna front... You know, maybe it's just the resonance that I found with Mr. McMahon, but this little tape nonsense got me pissed. I will say this, though, it's like claps. How about giving these guys some matches like you gave them last night? Gave them a good amount of time to really get the character and the psychology, stuff like that going for everyone. You know, regardless of who won and who lost. Last night, the match looked great. Oh, they're taking ideas from the other guys across the way. Look, man. The Street prophets were out there or commentary and made the show that much more interesting. I tried to bring reference to this uh, when was I, I believe it might have been the first Friday where uh, we had hate on commentary but later on in the evening for 205 Live we had a lot of the background talkings and stuff like that. I know that the rule down in Florida is 10 people for right now so You know, it's a little difficult when you've already got enough people on camera. And this is why I said last week, you know, even though they're pushing the edges, they're still trying to play as under the radar as possible in the name of delivering some sort of product in general. Uh, Weekly episodic is one and two with SmackDown and Raw, you know, so I'm not upset that they're trying to keep that streak alive. That means something for anyone that thinks or wants to claim that they take this sports entertainment, pro wrestling, however you decide to slice it for right now. Seriously, these guys are going out there. They're running risks. They're taking chances. And I'm going to take this moment right here before we get into the show to send Huge shout outs, huge blessings and just good energy and vibrations over to Dana Brooke, wherever she's at right now. I know that she's uh, uh, feeling under the weather and that is not the thing you would want in a time like this. But we really do hope that Dana Brooke pulls through and is right back. You know, this was a huge moment for her at Mania. Being a part of the Six Pack Challenge match with you know some of the best and some of the most unseen you know in in Tamina, but then you've got you know names like Sasha and Bailey. Dana Brooke could have won the SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, we got Bailey as champion, so the chances would have been real slim either way. But I'm saying, at least Dana Brooke was in the match. At least she was thought of to go into the match, and now she's sick and can't be a part of it, so that wholeheartedly sucks, you know, it's unfortunate, the show obviously is going to continue, but just know that there are good vibes from over in this direction, and we really hope that she is, uh, she, she just pulls through and she's okay, you know, we mean that, now, opening up Monday Night Raw, we had uh, Paul Heyman, the Advocate out right with Brock Lesnar. Changing the hard cam spot. I was the first thing I noticed. You know, they they from the SmackDown announced table side. I thought it was okay. I thought that was nice. It gave a little bit of a different flair to the show. Just a, just a different energy on the opening of it. It was really cool. You know, uh, I don't know if that... Well, it may be somewhat... I think that's possible during regular live shows. But, hey, whatever. I see moments like this. These times are really good to try new things and see what we can get out of um, you know see what we would be able to add to the live show element when that does inevitably take place again for all of us in the WWE universe. Lend Vince McMahon your energy when it comes to that because we all want to see the crowd right back in attendance. Either way uh, Paul came out, cut the good promo Brock cut, I mean you know, Brock cut a promo lol but no you know, Brock stood there. He did he It was a good promo from Paul I mean, it's building the hype toward the match It's really starting to get That, you know, dojo energy Like, these guys are just going in It's like Mortal Kombat, you know Except a real life depiction without The blood and guts No puns or no jokes intended uh, I thought it was a real good promo though From Paul And, uh, you know, it did its job to get people You know, interested Or to keep them interested in the matchup between uh Brock and Drew McIntyre at Mania streaming on the, the WWE network. What is that? A week from Saturday? Too big for one night. All of that. It was it was good. Paulie hit his cues with that, man. It was it was a good promo from Paul. Either way. Uh, next up we had oh, I think we saw the it was a triple threat match, Brock, Cena, and Seth from 2015 Royal Rumble very good match, kept people interested, I think that it, I think it was a good match, I think it was a good match to select also, just in the name of keeping people engaged in the product, so it was, that was a good spot, good pick, and um, next up we had AJ challenging The Undertaker to a boneyard match, (laughs) talk about a bonehead move, I like AJ a lot. I know that I have personally really been pulling for AJ Styles. I've called AJ one of the best of this generation. There's no question about that. Anyone that dares argue it, I mean, you're just going to... I guess you're prepared to lose the argument. Either way, AJ Styles, he's talking crazy to the dead man. He's calling him by his like non-WWE universe code name, like, oh my God, are you crazy, AJ? You could have the best tag team in the world with you, but you, 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 playing with the paranormal, bruh, it's unwise, so take it to the graveyard and hope you don't get buried, see you after, what's that, what comes after Mania this year? Let's see, well, see you when the live attendance crowd gets back. Good promo from AJ though, jokes aside. US champion Andrade and Angel Garza took on Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. They're being buried! And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about them again. Everyone's trying to make false connections or whatever kind of connection between Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, being on main event and being buried? I don't even, I don't know. Uh these guys, the fact that they were even selected tells me that they weren't buried, but also if they were in the buried hole, guess what they also got themselves out of that buried hole so because apparently they were ch- selected now, they went in there and they had a damn good match with Garza and Andrade, and if they i mean you know everyone's trying to gain some good position for the street profits tag team championships. It, it's good. I didn't expect Cedric Alexander and Ricochet to pick up the victory. I've already spoken on both. Both of these guys need to cut their promos better. Both of these guys need a little bit of bass in their voice when they cutting the promos. And God damn. I'm not, I'm not doing this because, no, but these tracks, like, they and they waited. And this is how you know it's like slight trolling from the old man. Because it's like... You, just change his song. You're going to wait for Cedric to come out. They they attack Ricochet earlier on. All right, cool. Ricochet's holding his own. Awesome. Got his ass kicked for most of the match, but we're just going to see past that part. Ricochet, I mean, Cedric Alexander takes his sweet-ass time to get to the ring. That's fine. Gets to the ring, holds it down, and he does play a major part in the match while Ricochet is getting his ass kicked. I'm not even mad at the story that they would tell her with that. I thought it was very cool. I did not, repeat, did not expect Cedric and, I, Cedric and Ricochet to pick up the victory over Andrade, an already established champion. And shit, I don't want to call him an upstart either anymore. I think... Uh, one that realizes his opportunity in uh, in what's his name Angel Garza, who is soon to be a household name. What I would have gave what I, I would have gave more points to Garza this week, cause this is his shot, and he took a lot of advantage of it. I would have gave him more points if he did like the invisible kiss on the cheek, but maybe next week for that. Uh, th- that would have been dope. Just act like the live crowd is in attendance. I mean, don't. Hey, if you want to double down on certain things, know how to do it. Don't go all the way in. Oh, you could have learned from the guys across the street. You don't even have people in the crowd, blah, blah, blah. That's when you go ahead and try to take advantage of the suspension of disbelief. You got certain characters that could pull shit like that off. And I believe that Angel Garza is one of them. Uh, How's Umberto? Maybe I shouldn't have said anything at all. But, um, no, Angel looked great out there. The only thing I was upset about was not him flirting with Charlie Crossfit. I thought that was a nice little element. The only problem was he had his hair looking just like Andrade's. Like, whoa, slow down, You, You You look just fine the way you are. The way the hair is right now, even when you let it down, good, great. I'll take it. But please, none of this... None of this this faking Andrade haircuts, man. That's, like, let Andrade be Andrade. And Angel Garza be Angel Garza. These guys are completely capable in the ring. We see that. I'm very happy to see that all four of these gentlemen work that well together. I don't know as far as getting all three of them over at the same time. It seems like Garza is going to be the one to get the biggest, you know, uh, he's going to get a lot of the star power rubbed off on them if you will because if andrade and angel do get a tag team championship opportunity i would say and i don't predict much but i would say that uh these guys are not going to beat the street profits the street profits stand to gain a lot they've they've got a lot of crowd interaction the crowd loves them the people seem to really like them a lot they're both very athletic it's like uh Peanut butter and jelly—it's like uh, your favorite dish for dinner with some really good gravy. You know, and that's that's how it works with with the street profits. And I really can appreciate what they bring to the ring and just the product in general. Sometimes Montez could be a little over the top, but that's necessary. I think it's something that can be cultivated. And he already knows what he's doing. It's great spots. It's just. I don't. I would say maybe take that down, maybe five percent. And you see, that's not much, but just you know, the rule are cool. That's that's my idea with that. But these guys are doing great, man. And I thought it was a really good uh, tag team matchup. And the uh, Street Profits on commentary, they killed it. They were having a lot of fun. I think uh, I'm not rushing it. I'm in no rush, but obviously at this point. It's almost time to see the street Profits and the new day. You know, have have their they have their thing. How is Montez on microphone? Where's Woods? Get well soon. You know, I don't even feel like doing all these get well soon shouts because I'll be here all day, all night. Let's go. <laughs> Bad order, let's go. Right. Either way, um, I thought that was uh, good stuff. Uh, between them. And then they went in there and had their matchup against uh, two enhancement talents. Uh, Shane Thorne, a name I've seen once, maybe twice on WWE TV, and another character whom I can't recall off the top of my head in the moment, which is fine. It's alright. Uh, but Like I said, good stuff from all of the gentlemen attached to it. Oh, Brendan Vink. Yeah, so shouts to him too. Whatever. Uh... Shayna in the ring. Interview with Charlie C. Uh, Shayna got an attitude. I thought that was all right. A little bit of a meany, mean straight face energy. I think that's all right. I'm not mad at any of it. Like, keep that going. You know, keep that going. Shayna's doing a thing. Took that meme chair from out of nowhere in the dark from the man. Good shit to Becky. This is, this is what we've come to expect. This is that stuff that makes her look badass. And, I mean, on top of the little cooler part, last week, like, everybody wants to see Becky look cool, right? Okay, so guess what? She came out with Stone Cold on 316 Day with a cooler. I thought that was a little funny jab, you know, from, you know, the shadows of Gorilla Position. Ooh. And, um... Yeah, it was uh it was pretty cool. I thought LOL, no all puns intended, how about that one? That time, just relax everybody, just relax. Uh Becky looked strong. Now let's see how this match is gonna go. We got one more week to build these two and I'm excited for it. Alice the Black took on Leon Ruff, L O L, like Leo Rush, but whatever. Stay humble. I thought that I thought it was <laughs> it was fine. Alistair didn't even want to fight him. He sat down. We knew it was a match. But it's like, you really think you're going to fight this man? Hey, Come on, get up, Alistair. He took that black mask to the face. And the way he spun out, it looked very realistic. Like, he went lifeless with some of that spin. I thought that was good. Uh, so, Alistair picked up the victory there. Thank you, Alistair, for coming out to the Performance Center. Thank you for traveling amongst all of this wildness. And, uh, of course, how the Advocate worded himself at these most uncertain times so with that ko in the ring call out seth messiah oh and the music hit seth out there dolo i like this little light dark thing he's doing i like this little fake pope thing he's doing i've always liked seth but it's like when another one of those organic you know, like, when I started watching it again, Seth was already Mr. Money in the Bank. Which was another huge reason why I kind of enjoyed that triple threat But that they played from Royal Rumble 2015 between him, Cena, and Lesnar. I thought that was really, really cool stuff. You know, just, it was just, a, for the most part, about as good an episode as Raw as you would expect with all of the things considered. So, um, Seth came out, man, circled the ring on him his whole promo toward Kevin Owens was I mean, they both have very, very good arguments toward each other and that's like what more can you ask for? You know they both have good points they both they both are trying to you know keep you like this is selling the fight. you know I think the, uh, Seth was talking about being the winner. so we see how this is going. You know, like, I wouldn't be mad if KO picked up the victory. If Seth picked up the victory, I think that would be awesome. I almost want to say they might be able to keep this shit going for another mania or, not mania, pardon me, another month or two post-mania. So give Seth the win just for the heel, uh, you know, the, the, for the heat. But at the same time, they might already have that, uh, they might be already using that trick. So uh, it's not up to me to say whether or not it should take place. I just know that, uh, you know, KO and Seth right now, they're working really, really well together. And I can only hope that for their Mania match, they really, really come with it because we know that they can. Period. And the story on that. Good promo. Good segment. Very, very fun. Seth came down, went around the ring, went right back up. KO stood his ground, wasn't shook, and controlled his emotions, so he didn't really go do the fighting thing, that was all good, Charlotte, Oscar, got that replay next up, I was extremely excited, I loved that Charlotte entrance, that was not, when it was well before we were introduced to Charizard, she clearly still existed, but no, this was when we saw Charlotte go gold, I thought that was just, just, just great. You know, it's a good entrance. Charlotte was doing all poses. You know, and she's hitting the cues. It was good stuff. Her and Oscar had a good matchup. Uh, people, the, the stunned shock from all of the crowd in the WWE Universe for Mania, man. Like, you know, just looking at some of these crowd shots, it actually really makes you miss that element of the television program. Like, you, you love this shit, so, well, you love it so much, and you realize all of the reasons you know, in all of the ways, you know, that you do love it. And I know that the people that were showing up live, they, you know, they miss this. You know, like, we enjoy watching this weekly from home. Like, I'm not traveling across the world, you know, for, like, like with the WWE season past to all of the venues and such. What are we doing? Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even understand what's happening. Like, uh, you know, Nasties on the road, doing their thing, being in the way. And I'm just trying to get around it safely. It's working. So with that, you know, can't wait for the WWE Universe to get back in live attendance if we haven't already made that point very clear. Uh, Then I guess in the main event segment, we had Randy accepting Edge's WrestleMania challenge. Last man standing. It's pretty much Falls count anywhere. Wanna call it a hardcore match, whatever. You gotta pretty much incapacitate your opponent. I'm not calling out a winner or loser on that. Whether you wanna say it's clear or not, never say never. And anything can happen in WWE. So Randy, this is probably one of his best performances. You know, like he's he's been he's been reinvigorated, you know. Like I'm glad to see, you know, Randy just being this this slow methodical here. You know, like he, he feels like he's at home, you know, and That's really, again, all you can ask for. You know, like some people, oh, Blandy, and oh, he's boring. Like, nah, man. At this point, the fact that he even still gets cheers from the WWE Universe the way he does, and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. The fact that he gets the cheers like that, come on, man. And then he he still provides, like... You're compelled enough to see what he wants to do Or what he's going to do You never know It's been like this back from Jeff Hardy Maybe maybe Brock elbowed him too hard he, And I mean no Because he was doing all the punts He was a legend killer Like, It was good man It was good They used their character They used their star power To continue selling the big show And we're just going to see how Wrestlemania turns out this year Unless WWE, excuse me, decides to change the name around and give us WrestleMania at the Garden, that would be awesome, right? That would be awesome. But no, if this is the way it is, this is the way the old man wants it, then let the old man have what he wants, man. <laughs> he might not have that many years left with us anyway. We love you, Vince. We're just playing. You're sticking around for at least another 150. With that, that was Monday Night Brawl. Shouts to everybody bringing you the podcast each week. Um, more shows like that, please. I don't control the product. I actually think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better just because we're dealing with a troll that says, oh, you like things like that? Well, let me do you a favor and fuck it all up. Be responsible with your power, folks. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.